Hello, Georgia, and hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the April 5th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, where we proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. If you haven't already, please follow Local Matters on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube. Today, we have a different type of show. You know, every now and then I'll do something that's not government related or community related. Uh, today, we're going to focus on the trying personal circumstances that we sometimes face. Our guest is Augusta-based businesswoman and author, Felina Martin, and she is here to discuss her new book, which is entitled Sunshine in Hell. But before we begin our conversation with Felina, Augusta Commissioner Francine Scott will join us to talk about the upcoming District 9 Spring Festival. Hold on tight, Local Matters family. This is a great episode. We have a special treat today, Local Matters family. Commissioner Francine Scott from District 9 is with me to talk about a very special upcoming event. How are you doing today, Commissioner Scott? I'm doing well, um, uh, Janice, Ms. Jackson. Thank you so much for Local Matters having me again uh, on your show, on your broadcast. And uh, we, the community in District 9, we appreciate you. In fact, informing them, informing them what's going on uh, in the community and what local uh, events, not just District 9, where I represent 120 plus uh, constituents, but for the whole city of Augusta. It's amazing the guests that you have on your show um, and the, the local community matters so much to us. So again, thank you for having me. And thank you for allowing me to come and give you some information on the upcoming event that I'm sponsoring for. It's, it's in District 9, but it's for anyone who wants to come to it. It is the Spring Festival that's going to take place next Saturday, uh, April 8th at Broadway Baptist Church, 2323 uh, Barton Chapel Road, where Reverend uh, Anthony Booker is the shepherd of this of the sheep there at Broadway. And we're excited. We have many, many local uh, entertainers that will be out there. We have local uh, radio that's sponsoring. We have uh, many, many um, sponsors that's gonna help make this a treat for our community. A lot of people are saying, well, why are you doing it during Master's Week, uh, the Saturday before the big, a reveal of who will be the champion of the Masters. Well, I wanted to do something in the community because a lot of us don't get a chance, the opportunity to go to the Masters, but you, there should be something in the, uh, in the community that our constituents can look forward to coming. Having a good time is free. We will have... Um, We'll have hamburger, hot dogs, uh, probably some Chick-fil-A, uh, water, 
sodas and a lot of entertainment for the kids uh, to partake in. We'll have, we know Easter, it will be the next day, but we're not celebrating the Easter eggs and the bunny rabbit, but we will have Easter egg candy and basket for all of uh, the uh, kids that come while it lasts. Uh, we will um, also, uh, the uh, the nurses, the National Nursing Association will be there to do blood check screening if there's someone who needs to uh, have their blood pressure check. We will have a tent with registered nurses uh, under the leadership of Dr. Beulah Tichi. She will be there and two of her colleagues taken doing blood pressure screening. So we'll be, it'll be hot, it'll be, uh, you'll be in the sun, but we will have some um, body there to, in case you get overheated and may need to sit under the tent and get your blood pressure checked. So it is exciting. We we will have, uh, like I said, the kids zones for the kids uh, to have uh, to pick up candy and Easter eggs and that um, then we'll probably have our uh, like we had at our Christmas um event, we'll probably have some characters out there. I'm not sure if they'll have on a costume this time because it'll probably be warm, but we'll have, uh, so they will be entertained as well. We'll have a lot of gospel, local gospel artists out um, singing and entertaining us, as well as we'll have a DJ to be there to play music for everyone to enjoy. This sounds wonderful. Um, it's going to be Saturday, April the 8th, as Commissioner Scott indicated, and it starts at 12 noon. Is that right? Yes, from 12 mm -hmm. to 3. Okay, all right. At Broadway Baptist Church, I know they got a lot of park parking lot and yeah. stuff out there, so mm -hmm. it'll be outside in that area, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's rain or shine, rain or shine. We'll be, we will be out there. If you, if we can't stay out there, we would definitely be out there passing out the goodies for the kids to have. All right, sounds great. Again, Commissioner Scott, thanks so much for everything that you're doing for um, your constituents and all of the Augusta Richmond County area. Uh, another wonderful event. Everybody, come on, enjoy yourselves. Uh, if you're not a golf fan, this is something for you to do uh, in Augusta. Listen to some good gospel music and eat some good food, right? Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much, Commissioner, for all you do for our community. Thank you, Ms. Allen, and thank you for keeping us informed because local matters matters. Local Matters family, we have a show that's a little bit different today. Uh, if you are a regular listener, you know that from time to time we will do shows that do not talk so much about state and local government topics. We've featured some authors to come in and talk about those books, and we haven't done one of those shows in a while. So today we have a freshly minted author with us, and she is Ms. Felina Martin. How are you doing today, Felina? I am great, Janice. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Local Matters family. Our tradition is that if you listen to an episode, you come on the show once, you are a part of the family. So welcome to our family. <laughs> I love it. I love to be a part of the family. Great. If you could start off 
by introducing yourself to the audience. I know you've been in the Augusta area for just maybe a couple of years now. Uh, if you can kind of tell us, you know, how long you've been in Augusta, what you do professionally, and then we'll get into some details of the book that you came to speak about today. Oh, sure, Janice. Well, I tell you, I, it, Augusta has stolen my heart. I now have not even been here a full year yet, Janice. So yes, Augusta people, you have that effect on, on the newbies moving into the area. But um, I feel so welcomed here and loved by the people. And I was brought here to be a community changer and a community engager. And I love that aspect of every single thing that I have done, but it has been put on my heart as it has been for the last 15 years to write this book, Janice. Now is the time. I can't think of a better time to write Sunshine and Hell and publish it and share it to the community. Um, and so I am just a little background for me. I'm a military brat. I have taken all the advantages of being a, an Air Force brat and have traveled the world, lived primarily in the state of Florida, have an incredible 26-year-old son, um, and lots of love being surrounded in that world. I'm an entrepreneur, an artist, and now it sounds crazy, Janice, to even say author added to the list. <laughs> and when I'm not doing all that good stuff, Janice, I serve as the director for programs and initiatives with a national organization called the National Association of investment companies. So there's a lot going on, Janice. Yes, there is a lot going on. And um, it is certainly the sign of a full life that you have decided to just take on all of these roles. So that is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. The book is entitled Sunshine in Hell. And <laughs> Um, there are probably times when all of us feel as if we've had a little sunshine in hell. <laughs> I would great agree. It's yeah. a great title. Um, before we get too far in and talking about the book, I do want you to mention the book release party. Can you tell us when and where that takes place? Sure. It will be Friday, April the 14th at Domin's Revenge Rage Room, which is on Fenwick Street and Gordon Highway. Proud to support this veteran and women-owned business uh, and partnering with having the book release launch party at that location. And because the book deals with uh, betrayal and cheating and trauma, Domins is the perfect place to host something like this, Janice. Uh, we will celebrate the book release, but more importantly, we're going to celebrate people who have triumphed over tragedy. And you can smash and beat up a car. You can break some stuff. That is the reason why I picked the Rage Room, because it is a great opportunity to release some pent up anger that you may have or aggression or just simply have fun breaking stuff. So we want to see people on Friday, April the 14th at that event. Okay. And it's open to anybody. It is. The event is completely free. Um, and I am so excited that Domins is partnering with me to have this because we will be a portion of the event activities will benefit Safe Homes, which is our local um, battered and abuse women's shelter that we have. And so we're very, very proud and excited to uh, do a, port a portion of the proceeds to benefit that local nonprofit that really needs our help, Janice. 
Okay, wonderful. And I just love the first line here. I'm looking at the flyer and it says, burn, baby, burn. Bring <laughs> a photo of your ex for the barrel fire. <laughs> yes, Janice. Well, it just so happens that Friday, April the 14th is also National Ex-Spouse Day. <laughs> so it is specifically this book release was picked for that day for a reason. Uh, again, Sunshine and Hell is about my relationship and a season of time, a season of time during my marriage that was definitely a living hell. And so National Ex-Spouse Day, there's a lot to have fun with that. And you bring that picture to that event and we're going to throw it in that, that barrel and just let that picture burn and start a new beginning, a new beginning. Yeah. I got you. So again, Friday, April 14th, 7 p.m. Location 436 Fenwick Street, Augusta. So, it. so yeah. please, uh, anybody who wants to celebrate ex-spouse day, I didn't realize <laughs> it was such a day. Uh, <laughs> come on out, have fun, uh, and, uh, and also enjoy some champagne. Okay. Yes. So and chocolate cake. And chocolate cake. <laughs> All right. Um, as you talk about the book, when, when you first introduced the, the topic to me, you said it was about sex addiction. And, and you certainly we've heard the term, uh, particularly as it relates to more than a couple famous athletes and other celebrity type figures who have wound up in counseling, wound up divorced, um, having some big, pretty ugly scenes over what is now considered to be sex addiction. And I have to say, every time I hear that term, I will say to myself, but wait a minute, aren't all of us to some degree addicted to sex or not all, but most of us to some degree addicted to sex because it's considered something that we normally consider to be a physical need. Yeah. So what's the difference between a physical need, a biological urge and true addiction? Right. Well, you know, the book, that's a part of it with the sex addiction. That is the hell that I am willing to, to share with everyone, my experience with that. The book also talks about loss of uh, a life. So that's included in there. It talks about relationship with your church when you are going through that season of hell. Um, but there is definitely a difference. We are sexual human beings by far. But when you are an addict, like anything, when you add addict, it is where you it's an uncontrollable behavior where you can't control your actions and you even put yourself, your life in jeopardy. So you may do, uh, you may have sexual acts that are uh, dangerous and put yourself in dangerous situations. So having unprotected sex with maybe sex workers, for example, um, you, this is a case where you know better, but you don't do better when you are a sex addict. Uh, think about it. We'll look at simplistic term. Anything that we overuse or abuse has an opportunity to be an addiction. The food, for example, a food addict, okay? The, the trick about sex addiction, and let's just say food, is that sex is something that is natural. Um, so is eating. You know, we have to eat. <laughs> so when you have something that is so natural of us, 
but then you abuse it and you put yourself in harm or it's excessive, that's when you've crossed the line to addiction. And that, that is the biggest difference. With sex addiction, particularly in America, it's, it's extremely hard because of our notion of sex, the, our notion or our perception of bodies, you know, the human body. Um, and for it, it's particularly hard when you look at our environment of being such a sexual environment. Everything is usually sexualized. You know, that they say sex sells. So you will see it in advertisement, very easily see it in advertisement. Women, I mean, we are, we are raised about how beautiful you are. You know, this cute little girl, beautiful little girl. We're always hearing about our exterior and our appearance. So in our society, our whole perception of being sexualized is pretty much in your face. But then when that sexualization becomes abusive in terms of excessive, you know, now those images for a, an addict, those images can trigger something that is very hard for them to control and can trigger their behavior of being excessive and abusive with, again, something that comes very natural. That's, the, that's where you cross the line on that, putting yourself yes. in dangerous situations, uncontrollable behavior. Okay. All right. So having said that, um, there are other um, aspects um, that can lead one into that sort of dangerous behavior. And as I read uh, your first chapter of the book, uh, you have very open discussion about the relationship between your parents mm -hmm. um, who happen to be a married couple. Um, yeah. And you talked about how you apparently knew fairly early on that your father was very, very interested in pornography. Mm -hmm. um, how did you find out, you know, what did you think when you found out? And, sure. you know, how does that relate to this whole notion of uncontrolled sexual behavior? Right. Well, I want you listeners to really think back. Um, think back when you were a kid, right? And you were exploring all your parents' business that you weren't supposed to be exploring. <laughs> you were in the closets like, oh, what's in this box? You know, you could have been looking for those Christmas gifts that you were anticipating, right, for the holidays. And you discover stuff that you have no business discovering. You know, And your parents did the best they could to tuck it underneath the bed or put it towards the back of the closet or out of the way for you to reach. Well, I'm just going to say I was a very adventurous child <laughs> and explored the entire household and did find my father's pornography. Um, and really, it's just that that moment as a child of not understanding, as well as Janice, a moment as a child knowing that you are not supposed to be in your parents' business. So then what do you do with that information? What do you do with that discovery? Janice, I have found something. I know I wasn't supposed to be looking. So now I really can't go and ask my parents, what is this? Because I didn't have any business <laughs> looking in there anyway. Um, so it was one of those things that I found myself as a young girl, like, what do I do with this information? And we have a way of just maybe kind of creating our own narrative and our own story. But, you know, it was very clear that you know, the men and the women in this pornography, they were naked. So, I mean, you kind of come up with your basic conclusion as much as you can at a young age that they are naked. And you're looking like, okay, well, this 
this face is a face that looks like enjoyment, you know, and as I reference in the book, it looks like she is eating the most delicious chocolate cake in the world. <laughs> Her facial expression is just one of joy. So what do you do with that information? And I think for me, it was just learning that and trying to interpret it. And it really never asking questions. And so then it transitioned into that discovery within my marriage of not understanding, knowing that this was something secretive. You know, so if it's so secretive, you know, how do you address that? How do you talk about it? And I do address that in, in the book in terms of war and porn. My, my parents had this amazing fairy tale love and relationship. I've always saw that with them. Janice, I always refer to them. I was like, you know, these are these are people that they love one another, but they just can live with one another. You know, and I watched and witnessed their love story. But then in the book, I address how does that transition into my love story and what happened with that? Now, when we're talking about sex addiction, I'll just backtrack for just a second. Um, there was a period of time, maybe it was when we were at President Clinton or when you heard about Kirk Franklin being a sex addict or my goodness, Holly Berry, who was married to a sex addict. There was a period of time that in our society, we were actually talking about it. But you had mentioned about like, you know, gateway to or triggering sexual addiction. Um, it's very interesting. I would ask your listeners to do their own research on it. But, you know, there is a when you think about uh, marijuana, they say it's a gateway drug mm -hmm. into something deeper. But definitely do your research regarding pornography. Is it a gateway into other behaviors, inappropriate behaviors? And it's a very controversial subject. I think there's even a Netflix show talking about it right now with Pornhub and what they have gone through and how you know porn is impacting our society. So the book touches on that. Um, it, it is very interesting, the progression of my life and my story. Janice, I'm glad you asked that question about defining sexual addiction. Um, and there is a difference between someone just being Mm, what's the word? I was getting ready to say a word I'm, I may not be able to say on a podcast, but there is a difference between somebody who just repeatedly wants to have all these, you know, external relationships versus an addict. Okay. So just be very clear. There is. And I had to learn the hard way, Janice, because I had asked that question too. I was in denial that my mm -hmm. ex-husband was a sex addict, but quickly learned that an addiction is exactly what he had versus just mm -hmm. cheating. Yeah. And, and how long was the relationship with the ex-husband? Because I think most of the book deals with the relationship with your ex-husband and some other personal things that happened in your life. But how, how long were you in on the marriage before you realized it was really a problem here? Yes. Well, it was definitely a true love story. We we're high school and college sweethearts. So I met him when I was 16 and he was 18. Uh, we got married when I was 20 and he was 22. So we had a wonderful uh, marriage. And then Really, it wasn't until I would say after 10, 11 years, Janice, that I started seeing things um, 10, 12 years into the marriage. But at that point, we had been together. I mean, we were together for a total of 20 years, Janice. But uh, yes. And after discovering what I did discover about my ex, I still stayed in that marriage for four years, for four years trying to make it work because we both had invested so much 
Uh, we had a beautiful son. We had experienced loss, uh, tremendous loss. And so, I mean, probably about 10, 10 years, 10 to 12 years within it that I started seeing things change. But chance we also grow because within the book, I show the growth, growth maturity wise, uh, growth success wise. Janice, I mean, he, he was doing well with his business. I was doing well with my business. You know, people had perceived us as that power couple and the city that we were in. So I would definitely say probably 10 to 12 years when things started to reveal themselves. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, the what, what, I'm curious, what's the status of your relationship with your ex-husband now? Yes. So it's, it's decent. I mean, we still have a son that uh, we're highly involved in his life independently in our own way, but it's not like I'm calling and say, hey, how things going? He's remarried and, and, and definitely has started his own new love story. And I've moved on to fulfill a lot of the dreams that you know I have always wanted to do. And writing this book was definitely one of them. But yes, we have a relationship that is strong because of our son and even after, getting our divorce, we still maintain that our son was our priority. In spite of our relationship, uh, we were always on point for the most part. It was like one exception, but always on the same same level in terms of raising our son. Okay, very good. Yeah. Well, at least hopefully that's a good outcome for your son. Um, yeah. As you think about writing this book, it seemed very cathartic for you just to sort of get all of this out in terms of your target audience can you say who is it that you think would enjoy reading what you have put together here sure well i think the journey and reading this book would be for number one uh i would say black women who are married uh or have been married uh it definitely is for those who and i'll say women so specifically women who they currently might be in the same story that is reflected on these pages, or they're on the other side of the story of what they're reading in the book. There's a, a little level of relation in every aspect of this book, whether it's you being that little black girl and trying to discover your own sexuality and what you may have witnessed from your parents' relationships, um, or even, just parent or other relationship. It could be a rela relationships that you've witnessed from your aunt, your mom, that progression and how that has impacted your life. It could be for that woman who's experienced loss of a child and it could in, uh, impact them. Um, and then it's also for that woman who may have had some dreams that they have pent up and have never realized or discovered that they are strong enough and capable to fulfill the dreams they've always had, those dreams they had as a little girl that they're now uh, seeing come into fruition. And so for the audience, it will vary. It will vary according to where you are in that point of your life, Janice. Uh, it, it could very well appeal to that woman who is within a church who may have been struggling during a season of their time and they're rediscovering some things within their church family that doesn't sit right with uh, you know, where they are in that season or that need. So I think it's got a little bit of everything in there, but my target is definitely for black women because I want you to know that 
there are definitely uh, things that you can equip yourself with to get you out of that season of hell. Um, so it may be relatable to anybody who's going through a season of hell that they were yes. not expecting. Okay. Yes. Uh, how do people find the book if they want to read it? Oh my goodness. So that is really <laughs> fun in itself with just the publication. It will be published in on ebook format and paperback, and you can find it on Kindle. If you go to felinamartin.com, that will equip you with all the different resources of where you can actually find and download the book. So Felina, F-E-L-I-N-A, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N.com is the website where you can find all the different ways of being able to get the book. Of course, if you attend the book release party, if you're in Augusta or you want to make your way to Augusta, uh, we will have paperback copies available um, at the book release party on April the 14th. And I'll be more than happy to sign it for you. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I also uh, just uh, want to tell my audience again, y'all, Local Matters family, I know this is totally different from what we know, <laughs> but it also um, says that, yes, you're on Local Matters, we're interested in sometimes getting various slices of life, and we have to be realistic with ourselves that uh, there are things that happen to us personally that sometimes we need to talk about. Um, yeah. we, we do this um, show, as, we, as I always said, it's about improving quality of life through civic engagement. And of course, community engagement is something that you're extremely familiar with, but right. yes. we also have to sometimes work on ourselves personally and come to terms with some of the things that have happened, can happen. Uh, and so we develop a better understanding, not just of ourselves, but of others as well, because people are dealing with a lot of stuff. They uh, are, Janice. As, as, as we say, there's a, a minister that I listen to on YouTube pretty frequently. He's Dr. R.A. Vernon. He's based in the Cleveland, Ohio area. And he has what he calls a Bible cast, where he talks right. about some real topics related to relationships and raising children and all those things. And he'll say, we all got stuff. Yes. And I think your book is proof that we all have stuff. Right. Uh, and it's okay to talk about our stuff. Yes. Uh, and in a way that hopefully helps others um, build understanding of themselves or others around them. That um, is it, Janice. Yeah. So there is a quote that I put in the book. You're as sick as your secrets. And exactly, I, I got that in this whole journey with uh, finding out that my ex-husband was a sex addict, getting the therapy and the counseling that we needed because we were trying to mend that relationship. But you are as sick as your secrets. And if you allow those secrets to consume you, then that produces shame, um, embarrassment, and all of those things, you may not realize it, but they impact how you relate to society, how you relate to your neighbors and your family, more importantly. And so we have to address those things so we can get past that hump because it does impact the work that we do in the community. There are things there if we have to deal with that and circle back around to self-love. I put that in there, Janice, and I also put a page of resources that if you're struggling with anything, that you have read in that book, 
whether it's the loss of a child, um, sexual addiction, uh, family, friends, relationships. I have put a full page of different resources where you can find support. Okay, because I want you to read this book, but I also want to equip you with the resources that you need to, to get over the hump and get through this season of hell. Okay, thank you again. The book is Sunshine in Hell, Love, Loss, and Sex Addiction, a memoir by Felina Martin. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Janice. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation, Local Matters family. Please join us next week when my guest will be Jim Hunt. He is going to discuss this whole issue of trust in local government and what it is that can be done to restore trust among members of the public. Be blessed. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.